Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. To the Shutdown Full Cast, you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as always, in alphabetical order by Holly Anderson. You say hi. Hey. Hi. That's great. For men. For men. Uh, Jason Kirk. Hello, Jason. Hi. How have you been, Spencer? Uh, you know, I am uh, alive. Alive. I had to watch a basketball game and talk about it late night last night, and I didn't cuss, so I'm very happy about that. Um, Ryan, you being the fourth host here, um, are you also short on sleep? Being a dad in the summer. Short suggests that I have like some hope of catching up. Like I think my my sleep is sort of the um, the physical equivalent of people who have like four hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. When it's like, well, are you are you coming up short? It's like, yeah, but in a way that's sort of comical at this point. Yeah, like, I'm never gonna just... be whole, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's old timey firefighting when you see a bar in a blaze and somebody's like, "I got a bucket, fetch a bucket, like, bucket line, form the bucket line." Yeah, <laughs> keep throwing. It'll make the embers very cool eventually. <laughs> Once the whole thing burns down. Uh, joining us and manning the ones and twos is Michael Serber. We are going to continue discussing um, dad disasters. We had such a surplus such a glut of paternal catastrophes submitted to us by listeners that we had to do another one if they were eels and we were wicked king john we'd be dead yeah, that is that is correct if they were if they were cherries and zach taylor well we'd still end up dead yeah what um, um can i ask can i ask a question first mm-hmm. of course. what is the like the the peak fictional dad disaster like, what is Ooh, the story Icarus. we carry through the culture? Is it is it is Icarus Honey, a dad disaster? That's a really good one. Uh, That's a really good Icar- one. Icarus is a monstrous dad disaster. It'll be but, fine. But th- no, Icarus that denies Icarus's agency. Yeah, Icarus it, is a son dis- disaster in both meanings. Mm, Icarus is a son nice. who never got to be. <laughs> I, I I think we might. All right. Well, then he says. Well, Daedalus does warn him. Right, but you gotta know mm-hmm. as a dad if you're dataless, you gotta know you're like boy's an idiot. You know, you know if your boy can handle having the wax wings. With, just within with Greek mythology alone, every story involving Zeus is a bigger dad disaster. <laughs> than sure. Fair, sure. every Fair. single Let's story talk involving about the Titans. Zeus. The t- I was gonna I think- say Saturn. Saturn's a really good dad disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna. Can, um, I'll, I'll I'll solve this problem through eating. Oh shit! <laughs> that w- listen. What better way to to like achieve peak dad them than to be like I'm gonna eat my problems. <laughs> um, or in the reverse of that problem, the birth of Athena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is I Zeus's only ach- only achievement. Like the only cool thing Zeus did was have a superior god birth from his head (laughs) (laughs) yes and even then we've got the delightful misogyny of ancient mythology by being like a literal headache ah that's that's what a daughter is thank you thank you great mythology Mm -hmm. um i think thanos is a great great dad disaster just all around because remember the one thing we never understand about thanos is why he wants to be a dad in the first place and yet he's like, oh, daughters. Who uh, wouldn't I want think, daughters? I, I think that's very clear. I think that's, and, and I think we all know this kind of dad who's like, well, I'm going to have kids so they can help me around the house. I need, I need somebody to help me with chores. Like, that's why Thanos <laughs> is a dad. It's just that his chores are very extreme. So in the, in the original comics version, it is less a dad disaster and more a wife guy disaster because mm, yes, sure. Thanos is obsessed with uh, winning the love of Mistress Death. So yeah. it, it just sort of every facet of um, male householdness, Thanos is a disaster version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we go back to Noah's Ark, when uh, dad destroyed Earth because he was mad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. then I'm, and then said, I, mean, I guess I shouldn't have done that. And then like it, it, it either got drunk with Noah or just watched Noah get drunk and pass out. I know Even we've talked crew- about this before, but if we ever thought about doing like a group watch of the of the Aronofsky Noah movie, we haven't. Although uh, 
it was Felder and I who were the guests for the Noah episode of Vacation uh-huh. Bible School. And that was the, the first time I watched the movie. The movie is excellent. It was uh, not what I expected. The creation <laughs> story is kind of a dad disaster, too, where it's like, well, I put out this food that I said the kids shouldn't eat. And then I walked away, and sure enough, those kids did eat it. I think my favorite part is that dad agrees to leave the perfect place. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the kids, you got to leave. What's the next scene? Dad left, too. It's great. It's heartwarming. <laughs> dad just didn't like the, he didn't like the perfect place without the kids that he kicked out. Mm-hmm. That's like dad on dad violence, though. The entire Noah story, because what's more dad than I want to solve my problems? I'm gonna get into a boat, then I'll get real drunk. My kids will laugh at me because they saw dad's dick. Like that's very. I'm gonna get a bunch <laughs> of. I'm gonna get a bunch of weird pets and go sailing. <laughs> I'm gonna no. go somewhere else. Why? Why are you doing this, dad? Because I heard voices. It's not presented this way uh, in in the prequels per se, but I do appreciate the dad disaster of like, yeah, when mom was pregnant with us, dad said to get a, uh, in a volcano fight and burned <laughs> off his arms and legs. <laughs> and then we didn't see him for like 30 years. <laughs> and then when he did, he was breathing through a harmonica. <laughs> Star Wars is a pretty good dad disaster all around. Like, everybody so who's, a, who's a paternal figure is fucking up constantly. I thought I'd teach yeah, my, son, family. my adopted son how to sword fight. Then he, then he fucking chopped me into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. That's a universal one. Yeah. <laughs> a- abstractly. That's it. Oh, and then what did you do? I lost a fight with my uncle. Right? I, taught, I, taught, I taught a new adoptive son how to sword fight. That's what I did. Yeah. I, I think Star Wars, uh, you can summarize the entire Skywalker saga as saying it is a stepdad disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Just one long rolling, like like father figure disasters. Mm-hmm, they they mm-hmm, even tried to yep. shoehorn in, oh, surprise, Palpatine has children yep. at the end. And <laughs> yep. Yep. That's why Chewbacca is great, because Chewbacca has no parents and no kids. And, and Yoda. Yoda's the only of his species at one point. That's He's right. doing fine. That's right. Chewbacca and Yoda and just piggyback cool. rides everywhere. Yeah. Chewbacca and Yoda just cool space uncles. And then what happens once Yoda adopts a child? He dies because <laughs> the stress. Oh, being a, oh, be oh. a dad has aged me so fast. I've lived for six hundred. I lived for six hundred years without kids, <laughs> and I had a kid for three months, and now I'm dying. I, I, I have all I the have, little smokies out of my mini fridge. Yeah. And now I'm a shadow. He did. I suddenly have. He I did suddenly have two. I have two sons. One of them's a robot who kicks me. <laughs> the annoying little shit. I will now die. <laughs> uh, honestly, Star now, this, now that you like... now, now that you put it this way, I'm gonna watch his death scene and be like, right on, man. Right on. Yeah, he's like, oh, a dream. T- t- clock, t- clock, tie it, it all out. the way back. Which Yoda's like, oh, finally I can fucking sleep. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. But also, like, Star Wars lets the audience off easy in that environment, and look, just look, listen. I love him, but just look at Yoda. Can you imagine the smell of what that death must have been like? Yeah. <laughs> like we got off easy. Just, like the audience just, gets off easy by having him just fade. They don't just tell you a that. Five hundred year fart. That well, entire planet had the to smell, smell so bad, though. It's horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But, like, that, that whole planet, it's swamps and, and uh, mystery death caves and and animals and steam and shit. Like, a dead Yoda dead would be the best-smelling thing on that ass. planet. 
That's no, right. that's a great argument. No, that's, that's a great argument. So let's see. Star Wars has road trips. Dad's being like, you know how we're going to solve this problem? Road trip. Guys uh, living Star- in their cars with their pets. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Uh, big dad element is all problems can be solved by construction. Like, that's the, the Empire's whole thing is like, you know, we're going to do a big construction project. That's the kind of dad I am. We're going we're gonna to improve. Mm-hmm. And and what took down the first Death Star? Was it, in fact, a dad going rogue? It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the Death yeah. Star was a dad disaster coming and going. <laughs> yeah. Additionally, Darth Vader, ultra dad, because does he go and find everyone himself? No. he He's busy. He hired people to do it. No disintegration. Yeah. Who did he hire? That's, Boba that's Fett, t- a guy who watched his dad's head fall off. Yeah, that's right. Littered with dads. <laughs> also, did, with wasn't either Boba? I can never remember. Boba or Django is the one they cloned to create the. Uh, I think it's one Django. Of the various Django. Stormtrooper yeah, armies. So Jang- Django yeah. is just a massive dad disaster because he led King to the uh, Bad Batch show. No one watched. King Dad, Django Fett. Yeah, even Obi Wan, even Obi Wan, who is not a dad, has serious dad behavior because in the first movie he is living alone in um, Arizona. He has div- he has real divorce dad energy. He does. Like, He's living alone in Arizona. Yeah. Right. Like um, I check in gets, on you, but we don't. You don't live here. I don't have a. But you I don't. don't have a but bed you don't. You but you don't house. know I exist. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Um, he kind of lies about his origins and lies to questions, right? Mm-hmm. Indirectly. He mm-hmm. gets into a fight at a bar. One outfit. He's got one outfit. Extremely right. stepdad. He's got to go rent a dad, car. Dad, you wore your you wore your robe everywhere. Well, it's comfy. That's why. <laughs> they don't tell you that about Obi-Wan when he's like, I have to get off this planet. But I got an issue with my license, so I got to pay a guy <laughs> to do it. Oh, you know, over some bullshit. I do you don't have know. to pack anything? No, nah, I'm good. I just how are we gonna? Out. How are we gonna get off this planet? We're gonna go to a bar. <laughs> Cre- don't worry. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna get it on credit. Mm-hmm. I'll have cash. Here, what are you I gonna need you to sell pa- your car because I don't have cash. <laughs> Why? You have no <laughs> expenses. <laughs> what are you spending your money on? Gambling mostly. What are you Brooks. gonna do to pass the time? Well, I'm going to ask you to put a helmet on, and then I'm just going to throw shit at you. And you're going to be like, ow! And I'll be like, that's learning. This that's is real. Right. This is what learning feels like. That's that's the space batting cage. Experience. What are we going to do for foot batting cages? That's what. Yeah. And then he gets killed and claims it's all part of a plan, just like a dad would. Yeah, that's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> I, I meant to do that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> or or his only real display of skill in the entire movie is when he's like, "Yeah, hold on, I know how to break into a place. Hold on, I'll sneak in. <laughs> I got this." In this same spirit, can we open uh, our second volume of Dad Disasters server with voicemail Dan from Florida, uh, Dan from seven seven two, because this is a. This is a little bit of a, of a variation on the Dad Disasters theme uh, that I thought everybody might really enjoy. Hi, this is Dan from Florida. Um, go Gators. I was a fussy child growing up, so my dad, being the father that he was, like, roughhousing, picked me up, spun me around a lot as a kid. So when I was about two years old, I punched him in the belly button so hard that it herniated his belly button. It's been a constant medical problem since. So I would like to take this Father's Day to say... Uh, Gotcha, Dad. 
Glad you still have to bear that mark to this day. Go Gators. Horns down. Go Gators, baby! Yeah! So, we, we spent so much time talking about dad-created disasters and not disasters inflicted upon dads, and mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was a special moment. I like that turn, yeah. Herniated belly button. This is a new one for me. What is your belly button supposed to connect to? Like, I so I've, I, I've, I've Googled this right now. I believe this is something that you usually would see in like an infant, but mm-hmm. it can be acquired in adulthood. It, an umbi- it's, it's So it's called an umbilical hernia. And it occurs when your intestine bulges through the opening in your abdominal muscles near your belly button. Oh, <laughs> By cool. a two-year-old? <laughs> yes. He punched him so hard that his gut started to pop out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say this like we haven't just spent three weeks at Channel 6 researching whether it's possible to knock someone out by punching them in the butt. Mm-hmm. Would this have been prevented if dad had had better core strength? Sound off in the comments. Uh, medical professionals or medical device salesmen, please call in uh, to our our voicemail line at Cerber. Just layer it over and pretend I said the number right here. 704-SOULCAST. That's 704-H-O-L-CAST. Uh, and tell us if you think that Dan's dad could have saved himself a lifetime of hurt by having better core strength. Definitely wasn't flexing. Like I think that's the dad Mm-mm. trick is when when you're gonna get hit, you just like tense and you're like ah. Definitely, he let his guard down. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 dad move is think heavy. <laughs> just flex <Yeah>. all your <laughs> flex everything from from your belly button down is the dad move, so you don't get thrown. Yeah, if you yeah, if you watch an older guy go down at any point on a golf course when they're hit by a golf ball, they all do that. They're all like, ooh, flex! We're going down! It's mm-hmm. just zero! That's how I turn into Colossus. Just with so, sheer yeah. will! <laughs> I just sort of, I, whenever I, I'm struck, I just sort of turn into the Saddam Hussein statue <laughs> and tip. <laughs> oh! Like Tanuki Mario! Yeah, Stone Mario! Yeah. Stone Mario! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to break our pattern, except I am going to break it right off the bat. There's another one in this exact vein, Cerber. If you want to play 778 Ollie from Hickory, uh, this is the one that we mentioned last week where a dad uh, gets H1N1, and that's not the disaster. Hi, this is Ollie McClellan from Hickory, Indiana, calling in with my dad disaster story. Uh, It's actually more of a grandpa disaster story. in 2009, I gave my dad H1N1, and he nearly died. Uh, he was in the ICU and lost about 25 pounds. And while he was in there, uh, the doctor was making small talk and asked him, uh, hey, uh, how did you break your back? And my dad said, I've never broken my back. And the doctor says, no, sir, you most certainly have. Uh, you have three fused ver- vertebrae in your lower black back. That doesn't happen unless you've broken your back. So my dad thought about it, and he figured, well... That must have been the time I fell through a hole in a roof when I was working on the job site when I was two years old. Uh, because my grandpa, my grandpa was a contractor, and uh, my grandma came and dropped my dad off when he was two years old and said, uh, don't let the kid, you know, hey, look after the kid for a little bit. And uh, so grandpa could never, ever help himself. He couldn't stand uh, seeing somebody being idle. Uh, so within about 20 minutes, he had my two-year-old father up, scurrying about on the roof, passing him nails and tools and other sorts of things. And as my dad was doing so, he was walking along the roof and fell right through a chimney hole, smacked his back on the floor, and uh, wasn't that hurt, apparently, because Grandpa came downstairs and said, Okay, this never happened. 
We're not telling your mother this happened. So uh, Dad got up, dusted himself off, went back to work on the roof, and I guess it would be about 63 years later, learned that he broke his back. All right, that's all from me. Love you guys. Take care. I think it's cool having, like, you know, your parents leave you, like, a uh, time capsule full of presents in your spine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very Star Wars. <laughs> you're You're special. Do I have the force? No, no, no. You have three fused vertebrae in your back. So I don't. We haven't obviously done a other relative disaster prompt before, but there were a lot, including this one, obviously, where Dad's move is like swear you to silence. Is mm. that a you? That feels like a like that. That doesn't feel like it happens with anyone but Dad's specifically, and it seems doomed at best. I can't ever be remember being sworn to silence by my mother on anything. Sure. I think if a mom swears well, wait, to wait, silence, wait, 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 wait. What about something... what about? Oh, but it, I mean, what about the gravy? Weren't you told to be silent about that? No, I mean, oh shit! I have two mm-hmm. dads. Happy Pride Month, y'all. <laughs> no, I think if a if a mother swears you to silence on something, it's either like, oh, don't tell anybody that I flicked that man off in the parking lot, or on the far end of consequence, it's like. I did kill a man when I was 13. You know what that was? That was programming by my mother. You see how I automatically spat it? Well, we have no secrets in my family, and I forgot that I've revealed one on this exact show. There you go. Yeah. Way to go, um, I think. I think also maybe moms are more likely to swear you to secrecy to spare somebody else's feelings or to have also, somebody else not real, have a bad time. The, most of these disasters are not happening on a mother's watch. That's true. Like the sample, the, pool, the pool of which to pull from, the, uh, the pool of which to pull from is so much smaller for moms. I just I think like, I feel like the, 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 the like ultimate, like maybe stereotypical mom swearing you to secret would be like she had an affair. Whereas the dad would be like, we burned. I poisoned coaster. someone. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was dating a bad man. So we poisoned him and threw him in the swamp. Don't ever tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be true crime versus like, um, wackiest amusement park disasters sure right. it, it's like the staircase versus cops right <laughs> spiritually i just why do why do dads think that like what part of a dad's brain is like you know who will keep this secret an eight-year-old you know who i can trust uh, to be my compatriot in <laughs> Like, I think you just answered your own question. Shit. What part of the brain? Ah, let That's us address funny. the issue inside well, the Ryan, question. Ryan, you're not Ryan. there yet, but Spencer, Jason, you've both had eight-year-olds uh, mm-hmm. in your care. How'd that have? Have they kept secrets? No, no, they don't keep secrets. If I tell my nine-year-old to keep a secret, he immediately turns and goes, "Hey, secret!" <laughs> like just broadcast it. It stays in the head for approximately two seconds, and then it goes right out the mouth. I can't think of any time we've ever done this. Usually we're so in cahoots that we will announce the cahoots we're in. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Emily, here's the secret we're keeping from you. Ha ha ha. You know. Mm-hmm. That yeah. can have That's its usually own how it goes here. Yeah. I think, I... I think asking your child to keep a secret is the best way to have them rat you out and say, and dad told me not to tell you. <laughs> That's so perjury there's... or something. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the there's the keeping of dad's secrets and then i think a good chunk of the time there's dads either not knowing or not noticing that there is something that perhaps needs to be 
uh, kept a secret. I referring here to Devin from Ohio, who writes in with the following story. When I was in the first grade, I fell out of the reading loft in our classroom, hit a table and chair on the way down, and got knocked unconscious for a little bit. By God. <laughs> Woke back the reading up. loft. Don't go up there. <laughs> Woke back up. The principal drove me to my dad, who was also a teacher in the school at a different building. Oh, boy. I sat in his classroom for a period or so. He then drove me back to class, came home, couldn't take off my shirt, and asked my mom to help. Turns out I had a broken rib. Fast forward now 15 years, my mom has put a warning on every medical form that she sent the schools, do not call my husband, call me three times <laughs> on each number. <laughs> Wait. And my dad is now principal of the whole entire school district. Yes! <laughs> I assume this means dads. this means more reading lofts somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, how high up was this reading? Like, was it was it an airy? Was it a thirty foot reading loft? How far do you think you have to fall to break a bone, Michael Felder? That's a very good question. Yeah. Get get in the reading tree stand. All right. We're gonna we're gonna read. So uh, there I was. No up animal, in the reading no hot air balloon. Here. Just young mankind going right off the top of that thing. <laughs> Come to the reading loft if you want an ass kicking. Oh, the reading Zeppelin. Um, I'm going to start my session off with a shorty. A little shorty, but it's it's a classic here. And it's uh, Jesse from Indiana. Dad once got my mom a family-sized bottle of Tylenol for Mother's Day because she, quote, gets a lot of headaches lately, unquote. Congratulations on your divorce. <laughs> Or yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what one of her headaches is. It's you, Dad. That's Maybe all. she needs some Tylenol, see? It's you know a good gift. You know who really knows how to give a headache? A cast iron frying pan to the skull. Fried green tomatoes, this man. That's like I'm, like I'm saying. Those, when, when your mom says keep a secret, it's we killed a man and then the town ate him in the form of delicious chili. Congrats on your jokes, Dad. Sleep with one eye open. Enter Sandmom. I, I guess dun, since Ryan dun, dun, dun. has left the call, I'm up next. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, Ryan's yeah, that, back. There he is. Too, too, too late. I'm, I'm taking. Too late. Uh, my, this comes from Russell. My dad, Elmer Dale. <laughs> we are off to Whoa! a Okay. Yeah. Elmer Dale has always had his own ideas about best standards and practices for preventative maintenance. For instance, for many years, he would only open our garage door halfway, quote, to save wear and tear, end quote. This is the stupidest, that's the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. That's, that's dumb as hell. Incredible. That's dumb as hell. <laughs> he continued his half-open door policy until the time he was rushing out to the car and ran smack into it. I was in the car... <laughs> and heard it happen. Not sure if he hit it Wiley Coyote style or was bending down to get under and just misjudged. Either way, it sounded like a shotgun blast. <laughs> dad, is, is dad doing this stupid thing to save like nine cents worth of electricity per year? And so that the garage door like 
So the garage door goes bad like 900 years from now instead of mm-hmm. 800 years from now. <laughs> and Thank you, himself. <laughs> I truly thought that I had heard every household life hack to save, uh, you know, the, 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 the air conditioning, the whole neighborhood vein. This was brand new. Wow. Can I just the, put it th- can I just point out by the way that by opening a garage door which I assume is the rolling multi-sectioned metal kind sure, that is yeah. on a track that by only opening it halfway you are actually keeping it in tension and thus exposing it to more stress than if it yeah, were simply lying horizontal or stacked chain. vertically. Yeah. yeah, you're putting more stress on the chain and on top of it uh, you also saved energy by being unconscious for what it sounds like several <laughs> minutes of a day were. So good job. This is why this is why life was better in some ways before the internet was widespread because now if you did this you would tell people on the internet and they would explain to you why you're stupid but back then you'd just like come up with your own life hacks and be like well there's nobody to tell me that this is a stupid waste of time so not only will I do it I will do it forever. Yeah. So I haven't had enough garage doors to know if this is true. Can you program a setting into them where they stop up or down? Or is this guy standing with his hand on the button of the garage Based door? Based on the time. Going, da, 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 stop. Based on what I'm it, guessing the time is, I, it has to have been the, like, I've got the timing right. down thing. His name's Elmer Dale, so I don't think there's a whole lot of computer settings going on. No. I hope he, like, re- like... I hope he just rigged a block or something in the track yes. to just be like, yes. it only goes this mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Not even if you want like, to, can you open the garage door all the way? Like, is the, is there, that's what I'm wondering. Is there a device? Uh, please, please feel free, Russell, to, to write back, call back and let us know. Is there, was there a, a device, some sort of home invention involved? Or was he standing there with a gimlet eye waiting to push the button only when he could slip. It's like he's trying to sneak out of his own house using the loudest possible means of egress. <laughs> Stop. I want. I want to be there for the conversation that happened like ten years later when the garage door had to be replaced, and he's just like laying into the. Rep- God damn it! I've only opened this thing halfway for a decade. It shouldn't be broken. <laughs> They're like nowhere in the warranty does it say anything to do that. That that's relevant, but, but you don't understand. I doubled the life. I doubled the life of my garage door. If you never saw your neighbors, feel, though, you would just assume you'd be like, "That is a house of um, that's a house with very short people in it." How much? How much I, garage door? Oh, do you I, need? yeah, I'd be like, raccoons live there. Raccoons live there, and they don't need the garage door open all the way. And in fact, it scares them when it is. Only commuting via go kart to own my Elmer Dale, <laughs> who thinks that. This actually works. Yeah, I'm a street loser. That's how I get around. Yeah. Um, by the way, this would end any relationship I had with Elmer Dale once I found it out. I'd be like, you are too stupid to breathe. I cannot tolerate kidding? this. I follow that man to hell. He's no. probably got great snacks for the road. <laughs> oh, I'd, le- I'd, I'd leave the garage door wide open just to fuck with him all the time. Because then he's, he's going to have to put it back down. And he's going to have to watch as it goes, God damn it! This is like two uses I'm watching here. Misery. Um, I would like to read one from Jim. Uh, this Jim says, Once when my mom was out of town on business, my dad let my younger brothers and I, ages 11, 8, and 6, watch the entirety of the movie Slapshot. 
he, quote, really honestly forgot how much swearing and nudity there was. I can still hear my mom shouting, well, then why didn't you stop the movie, Tom, during the fallout after her six-year-old angel, angel greeted her with a hearty, welcome fucking home, Mom. <laughs> oh, he got his first name. He's in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, when mm-hmm. they quote Slapshot, they're my kids. Tom. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. That's that's absolutely correct. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swerve here. Cerber, can we pull up 941 and introduce to the listenership the Auburn Night Mom? Hey, y'all. I have a mom-dad uh, moment. Uh, when I was five years old, uh, my dad was out of town, and my mom went out to the garage refrigerator, not to be confused with the food for refrigerator, and somehow got locked out of our house while wearing uh, an oversized Auburn t-shirt, Wardam, and uh, no pants. And so uh, what's the woman to do but pick up an axe and hack down the door because you don't want to wake your sleeping five-year-old. Instead, hacking down a door is a much less traumatizing event. Um, And five-year-old Megan uh, went to share at uh, share time the next day and told her kindergarten class that uh, her mommy had chopped down the door. And I'm pretty sure that is when my kindergarten teacher started having some questions. Um, The kicker to this story is that my dad owns a construction company, and when he came home from his business trip, within 30 seconds of walking in the door, he asked, why do we have a new door? And my mom had to explain that she had gone full here comes Johnny on our door in the middle of the night so that our neighbors would not see her bare legs. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the most dad-mom moment I've ever experienced. Gender is a construct and never is that truer than in the case of the Auburn night mom. Yeah, I think it's great to have some um, some mom representation on dad disasters because it's it's very easy to um, to fall into this idea that moms have to be uh wise all the time and that's an word for anyone really like it 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 it's okay to let our moms axe down a door from time to time and just just let their dad out a little bit i do enjoy though that he was like why do we have a new door because i might not have noticed that i really might not have if it's just you know standard door i'd be like i misremembered that construction guy was like i see a story that's got to be a wonderful life by the way being a construction person and looking around and going hmm i see that drywall is different than that drywall somebody probably put their head through it at one point right and i'm like wow it's like you can read the entire palimpsest of dad disasters past in architecture would this be more dad if the mom had tried to fix the door afterwards instead of replacing it yes it tried to fix it and made it worse yes if she tried to piece the shreds of it together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if she just like put like... Monsters, Inc. style. Yeah, chicken wire and saran wrap mm-hmm. to make it airtight. Why yeah. is there a tarp? Well, you see, it's it's much more efficient. Mm-hmm. Listen, efficient how? Wood, um, if you just let the wood glue sit, it'll fix anything, all right? <laughs> oh, this happened twice in my house over the last year. 
uh, of trying to let the wood glue sit to repair a door that had been ripped off its hinges. Did it work? Yeah, we did that. By. Yeah, because by my younger son, who throws open every single door as hard as he can every time he enters a room. Like Kramer, just whoosh, open. He and is nine years old. He is small for his age, and he has ripped two different doors in my home off its hinges mm -hmm. uh, during the course of COVID Zoom school. Yeah, just this, throwing that, them open. This is why, this is why Castle's had portcullis. To, mm -hmm. to, distra to throw kids because kids you know they don't have the base to throw it open like that yeah except my son he'd break that they'd be like who he broke it <laughs> who broke the portcullis God. the castle's defenseless because of an eight year old he's not large either it's coming from someplace astral no it's some sort of you know like I, I have broken or lost every watch I've ever owned he is like that but with doors mm. And several other items, actually. Yeah, it's probably more of a general mayhem thing than item-specific. Uh, this one's from Drew. Before Hurricane Hugo hit South Carolina, it came close enough to the Atlantic coast of Florida to stir up very strong surf. Our family had recently moved to Florida, and this was our first close-call hurricane. Um, we decided we needed to go see it for ourselves. We lived 25 minutes from Daytona Beach. And as we started to load the car, my dad whispered to me to make sure I wore my swimsuit. When we got to the beach, the tide was up so far you couldn't park on the sand like normal, and the surge was so rough that it looked like nothing but white foam. Dad told my mom and sister that he and I were going to go for a quick swim, and we'd be right back. Um, my dad had a reputation for being unstoppable, and so nobody bothered to try to talk him out of it. Um... Everyone assumed that when he said things like, let's see what's in that cave or hand me that gallon of moonshine, that he'd be fine because he was 6'7 and 280 pounds and freakishly strong. I was 5'9 and weighed 110 pounds, but if I was with him, I'd probably be fine. We waded out into the surf and I instantly got knocked off my feet and was trying to keep my head above water. Dad was laughing like a maniac and just kept saying things like, wow, and pretty rough, huh? As I was getting tossed around. Then a real wave actually came in, and I saw my dad's feet stick straight up out of the water when he got picked up and thrown. <laughs> Almost immediately after that, we were pulled out by a riptide and lost sight of our minivan. For <laughs> we swam parallel to the beach for what felt like half a day, looking for any spot calm enough that we could fight our way back to shore. When we eventually made it back inland, we had to walk two and a half miles back to where we'd parked. <laughs> okay, in this dad's defense, mm -hmm. they did know he did appear to know what to do in the event of a riptide. Yes, I think the problem is that he was like, "Let's go swim in when the ocean is all riptide." Everything. The problem is, yeah, the problem is everything else. But but kudos to him for knowing what to do. Uh, in this situation, which I did not anticipate. I like I'm also this. curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to hear this dad described in the past tense. Is he dead? If so, how? Uh, I want to know. Maybe, maybe was unsatisfied with life's with life's natural disasters that could not could not beat him, and decided he was mm. done. Um, Classic era of dad, by the way, that he thought ocean versus six seven two eighty. I got this. Ocean's right. undefeated, buddy. <laughs> it's undefeated. Yes. Poseidon doesn't take those L's. Yeah, no. I just, I, this is a really helpful reminder that the line between dad disaster and 
horrifying tragedy is so narrow. <laughs> so narrow. We got no, one that I'm, I didn't. We got one that I didn't put on America's here. America's funniest home videos and unsolved mysteries. Yes, <laughs> correct. Thirty minutes on the dial and like one inch semantically between the we, two. We got yeah, like it, just, the difference here is like a cramp. That's the difference between oh, yeah. horrifying tragedy and just weird dumb shit my dad did. We got one that I didn't include that was about uh, an Australian dad who let his child walk back through the Australian bush to the car sure. in, in, <laughs> in the height of snake season. And the kid was miss- and the kid was missing for eight hours and had to be rescued by helicopter. And I was just like, this is too like, this this plays on every anxiety I have. So many of these are just like the shit where it's just dad being like, well, kids can't die, so it'll be fine. Ye <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's just they're, snake snake. It's just snake their season. Their bones are soft, it'll and that means fine. they will bounce. <laughs> life life expectancies in the seventies, so therefore kids can't die. That's how math works. Yeah, snake season. Imagine man heard snake season. With, it was like good. Somewhere with snake season. Yeah, like there's spider season, snake season, <laughs> shark season, and kangaroo season. Uh, and a season called the Fly, wet, flying the wet spider season. Yeah, yeah. And then the Christmas, wet. and then hot Christmas. <laughs> that's spider season. <laughs> yeah, that's spider. That's also spider season. <laughs> Little Santa's in the air with sacks full of baby spiders <laughs> and gifts. A gift. Oi! Throw a snake at Santa. Um. I have a different bad accent I have to do for this one. Um, oh, oh, it's good. from Thomas. Dad took tween me to Germany on a bike trip. You go, mm. divorce overcompensation. This will be a good, disa- a good uh, disaster accent. This sounds like it also falls under kids can't die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dad concluded. Oh, never good. Here we go. Dad's, our, dad's thinking. Um, Here's the problem. Dad, dad shouldn't conclude this early in the story. <laughs> no. He's no. gathered no facts. <laughs> no. Dad concluded optimal mode of transportation was buying, packing, and internationally shipping an all-steel, custom-built, tandem, recumbent bicycle. <laughs> no! In case you weren't convinced this was going to be greatness, the word recumbent came in in the penultimate word of this sentence and just slam-dunked it. That's right. Taking a tween on a steel, custom-built, tandem, recumbent bike. Google, how Dad can just... I make sure my tween will have no sexual experiences in your yeah, tandem recumbent bicycle? <laughs> tween, tween is like, I'm going to meet so many hot foreigners. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, you're not. <laughs> Neither will Dad. Dad will meet no, far- no hot foreigners either. <laughs> Dad did not factor in a number of things. I'm just going to cut the sentence off and say that that he did not factor in a number of things. But the thing that he mentions is the dad did not factor in that said contraption was 12 feet long, (laughs) 100 plus pounds, and worked about as well as the HBO Chernobyl joke about a Soviet machine made to cut four apples. As word spread of our travels... (laughs) (laughs) You've already become part of the lore! Again, pre-social media... (laughs) This is like Lonely Planet mouth-to-mouth. Do you know what kind of a freak show you have to become or to be to become part of German lore? You have to be a talking fox or wolf 
right? You have to be lost children in the woods. Or Dracula. Or you you have, have to be Dracula. Yeah, or you have to be an idiot on a 100-pound, 30-foot-long recumbent bike with the tween. As word spread of our travels, the small German towns we were passing through would have regular groups of onlookers gathered to watch the budding legend of the American father with a portly son <laughs> and a very stupid bicycle Welcome. yelling exhortations as they strained to climb even modest hillocks and then frantically yelling breaking instructions as they shot down them at 50 miles an hour. The traffic cops were stern but kindly and took pity on us for flying through intersections. <laughs> ah, the Strusel Kinder and his father! This is the same talk. This is the same talk with the snowboarding kid. Ah! I can't stop <laughs> it! <Yeah>. Americanish! <laughs> Here he comes! <laughs> Sausage boy! Oh, oh the Papa Frankfurter! Hey man, Fucking. laugh now, laugh now. That kid grew up to be Mr. February in our Husky Boys of Quiz Bowl calendar. Yes, he did. God. Yes, he did. Fuck, fucking dork de France, touring through. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this shit is uncool runnings. <laughs> I just, I just love that the 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 to me the most dad element of this story is that immediately this is not working. But at no point is the dad like, we will abandon and change plans. He's like, no, we made a commitment to this recumbent tandem bicycle. We will honor it, goddammit. Yeah, e either, either sell the bike for parts or to the Autobahn. Ilsa, <laughs> tomorrow we are going to get the children. We are going to make a nice picnic. We are going to sit on that hill and we will watch the fat American boy and his idiot father on the giant death cycle. They will go down. We will have some rattlers and uh, some of that delicious crucial. It will be wonderful. And then we'll go home and they'll die. Yeah. And in, and right, in, two, it, weeks, it, in two weeks, they have to make round trips so they'll come back. <laughs> yeah, they ship the bike home. That's probably the most horrifying part is, oh, God, now my friends are going to see this. This is this is the one where I would like a follow-up. I would like to know what happened to the bike. Because I bet the dad kept it for way longer than he should have. They say it's still hanging in the garage on pegs. Yeah, Werner yeah, no, Herzog bought it. it. Taking up an entire I wall of a garage. I bought this bicycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This bicycle built from ignorance and kept alive only <laughs> through the sheer panting of two fat Americans trying to outrun their own stupidity on the ancient hills of Bohemia. It yeah. is an affront to physics and good taste. <laughs> you must never this ride bi this bicycle. <laughs> you have promised me that. This I would like to see the, the fat baby on the long bicycle. <laughs> Just on the hills, <laughs> in their little later hose, looking down and going, "Ah, yeah, the stupid bike." Welcome to Satan's peloton. <laughs> All right. In the interest of equal time, uh, we have we have something we've never had before. We have a voicemail from a child. Uh, Aiden in Broward County, server play nine five four. You're on the air. Hi, I am Aiden, and I am nine, so this is one of my dad-catastrophes. Um, so one day, 
um, after I got home from school, I discovered that there was a copperhead in my neighbor's garage. So my dad went to get a shovel. He tried to smush the copperhead, but it escaped, and he ended up smushing the neighbor's garage. Then the neighbor started chasing him around the neighborhood. But as she chased him around the neighborhood, he, she attracted more attention, and she told everybody the story. So my dad was running from millions of people throughout the neighborhood. Then, then he made an agreement with with the neighbors that they would that he would mow all of their lawns and dish and wash all of their dishes for a month. press the hang up button. <laughs> so, wow. there's extensive use of the word smush here, but what I'm gathering from Aiden is his dad ended up just beating up the garage door with a shovel yeah. and mm-hmm. then chased by an angry mob? I'm taking smush uh, to mean the exact same thing, like the exact same verb for what he was going to do to the snake he did to the garage, mm-hmm. which means He's... this dad is incredibly tall. He's a giant, mm-hmm. and he smushed, like, the 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 hammer fall of the shovel crushed the entire garage so which horrified onlookers and there were literally yeah. millions of people chasing this giant this does this child is casting his father as a frankenstein figure who means well but doesn't understand his own strength and terrifies the entire neighborhood in the process yeah. kind of an that. iron kind of an iron giant yeah, if you've ever seen your father smile at a little girl and throw her into a pond, your dad is Frankenstein. Oh. Fuck. I haven't seen that, but... I don't think I've seen that. Um, yeah, the original Frankenstein, there's just this like like scene where he just throws a girl in a pond, like, ah! <laughs> she drowns, also, and he's like, oh no! I also like that the, the impetus for this is so unnecessary. It's not, there was a snake at our house, and it went over, it's there was a snake somewhere else, and my dad decided, you know what this needs? Me and my shovel. That's this what this situation is my calls moment. for. <laughs> yeah. That garage is my, my jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guy's been playing way too much Call of Duty, way too much Battlefront. If he's like, all right, I got a shovel, I can solve any problem. <laughs> this, my riot shield and a flashbang. <laughs> My party's ready. <laughs> COD stands for Copperhead Overrules Dad. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have a short one from Justin in Florida. I would like it this time, although we've had some bangers of long forms to reinforce that I think the best stories that happen are the shortest ones. My dad was an accountant, says Justin in Florida, and mine was the only birthday to fall during tax season. And when I was seven, he signed my birthday card, Greg. So it said, happy birthday, love, mom, and Greg. I called him Greg for a few months after that. He did not care for it. I, too, have a short classic uh, to the point, which is, uh, oh, damn it. Is this the NASA one? There we go. The Applebee's one. This one's great. Uh, This is one of my favorites. What if those are um, one in the, the same? Na- the, this is the, the, this NASA is the Applebee's. This is the Apple, yes. At Applebee's, Dad loudly revealed he just shat himself while watching planes from the airport's observation tower, then ditched his underpants in the airport bathroom. 
<laughs> well, I did it again. I like this because it sounds like this just happened. <laughs> like this sounds like this just happened as the listener uh, Andy was submitting it to us. <laughs> this, well, this, I tried this, to touch and go landing, and I lost. <laughs> this is an example of what Holly's saying about the shorter ones are, are often the best ones because this the mm. submission was quite long, but uh, edited down to just two tremendous sentences. Key details. Um, <laughs> I I gotta be honest. If I poop my pants, I'm not gonna be like, you know what I want next? Chain restaurant. Keep it coming. <laughs> Double down. Like air traffic control, it's important to maintain a constant flow of traffic through your body. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Unspiced Honestly. food must flow. <laughs> I mean, once that once that happens, man, we, what you're, you're you're playing with house money. You know, you can't shit those underpants twice. That's right. That, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that That's a that's a darn uh, life affirmation right there. Mm-hmm. Let's I let's stitch that on a pillow. Can't shit your underpants twice on a throw pillow. Yeah. Can we get underpants that say that? Yeah. Probably. Can't shit these twice. Yeah, I also like that he was that he. This is pure dad behavior because he was so enthralled by the planes <laughs> at the observation tower <laughs> that yeah, he was is... like, "No, hold on, I don't think I have to go just yet." Well, I guess that holding pattern just became a landing. All this right, is, like you can you can change every you can change this to a four year old and the story still tracks. <laughs> was got yeah. distracted watching airplanes. Check. Pooped himself. Mm-hmm. Check. Threw the underwear away. Loud- check. Mm-hmm. Loudly announced then- it in a public place. Mm-hmm. Check. And then I wanted to go to Applebee's. One- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom, mom, can we have Applebee's? <laughs> Apple, Applebee's. Let's go. Reinforcing once again the answer to why does a dad think that an eight-year-old will keep a secret? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's not even. I and I. By the way. Really appreciate steering into this because there were probably weird moments of dad's taking a long time in there. Huh? He seems kind of flushed, right? No, dad just dad just steered straight into it. it was oh, like, I, Kids, yeah, I, I'll I'll I, tell you what's not flushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna steal one of Spencer's because it's one of my favorites. Uh, Please. Are you stealing this, the Twitter this, one? Yes. I was. <laughs> I was about no, to okay. steal the you Twitter steal, one. You steal. No, no, it. No, you no, steal. No, 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 no. You. Fine. you, you Nope, fair's fair, go. Okay, Uh, this is from Eric. (laughs) This is my favorite. My dad has 12 Twitter accounts. (laughs) Rather than hitting forgot password, he simply makes a new account. (laughs) He has zero followers and only follows one account, NASA. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeping an eye on him. I love that dad's dad's created a botnet. So that's that's what I love is Elon Musk is all like, well, I don't know if I want to buy Twitter because who knows how many of these. No, man, these accounts are real. It's just dad's lazy dads creating a multitude of them. They're not bots. They're just lazy dads who want to know what NASA's up to on well, one particular platform. Well, there's actually three buckets. We need to scoop up the spam, the advertising bots, yes. the conversation sewing descent bots, and the dad bots. And the, and the, and the NASA dads. Who just yeah. can't possibly? Yeah, it's great. Can you be? Can you be more focused on the future of the human race than somebody who only follows NASA? You've given up on Earth. This is the peak, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
planet's ruined. I'm only going to hear what NASA's telling me about how I can get off this rock. This with is my important family. to me. Important enough to remember your password? Absolutely not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Even <laughs> even more important than that. I don't have time to remember my password. <laughs> I need to know what NASA is up to. Hey, I know we're making fun, but this guy has landed exactly as many spaceships on Mars as Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> See? I just, this is also like, you don't. This is one of the few areas where you wouldn't even need a Twitter account. You just see what the NASA Twitter account. Nope, it's important. Nope. I need the alerts. I need these <laughs> alerts. I need to be logged in. This um, is the only. This is the only defensible use of Twitter in 2022. Actually, is having having multiple accounts to follow NASA, nothing else, and never tweeting. You know, I was going to say, what would the? I, I was going to ask you guys if you could only follow one account. What would it be? But my answer really would be NASA. It's a good one. Yeah. If I need to know the biggest news possible about what could potentially hurt me following NASA, right? Because at one point, NASA might tweet out, giant asteroid, buddy. I can pretty much, like, there's an out for almost every single type of disaster except that. So, yeah, probably need that. I, well, I think you could get that, that from Magic Johnson. I think Magic Johnson is tweeting. <laughs> or the, the rock. The yeah. problem is Magic Johnson is going to tell you a week after the apocalypse has begun. That's that, true. You know why? That's true. Magic having Johnson some ain't gonna Mag be there. Ma Magic Johnson reveals we're having some really bad weather lately. Wow, Steph Curry, 0 for 9 in the finals. Also, Kaiju spotted. Yeah. <laughs> ELE, extinction level Earl. Did he really tweet that last night, Ryan? I don't know. You can't, could be quoting an actual Magic Johnson tweet. It's, to he's going to tweet it next Irvin. next God week about yes. the game he Steph Curry time. played last night. He needs night. time. He needs time. Um, I have one to read coming to us from Evan. When I was in third grade, I got a skateboard for my birthday. The very next week, my parents and I were at a family friend's house for a barbecue where my dad got into the beers and yes. thought he'd try to teach himself how to use it. He <laughs> yes. peeled off down the street, pushing hard and getting up to a pretty decent speed when a catastrophic final push sent the board flying forward while he landed flat on his back on the asphalt. The board must have cracked under his power slash heft <laughs> as it snapped in half, and Dad ended up on the DL with a pulled hamstring. Needless to say, I never learned how to skate. Yeah, never if you leave graduated. a vehicle, if you leave a mm -hmm. vehicle around a dad, Dad, it will use it, at, whether he's into the beers or not. Pa I like the use of power slash heft because that is really the the dichotomy for dads, where all heft is mistaken for fun. <laughs> Guess I don't know my own strength. But it also kind of works. These things are, and mm -hmm. both of these are mistaken for intelligence. Yes. What, once, once a male exits adolescence, all of their body weight becomes muscle Power. in certain situations. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it doesn't become uh, like weightlifting strength. It becomes like formidability, which oh. <laughs> well, could accomplish things or not. But it's like a battering ram. A battering ram has power and heft. Yeah. They're just kind of the same and kind of equally useful. This goes back to becoming Stone Mario. All dads become Stone Mario. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, all all dads go from situations. go from kinetic energy to like ballistic energy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's actually it. Yeah. This is why human cannonballs were a thing back in the day cuz dads were Right, just because like, you're converting just, just throw the dads at it. Because you're defying science, you're converting kinetic energy or potential energy directly into mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. This was a line of work at one point, by the way. You could go, what do you do? Yeah, I just let him shoot me with the cannonball. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm fucking awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. They're like, yeah, his dad, is he strong? He goes, no, but he's very solid. He's very, he's enormously like impervious. Kind of do for a resurgence of that kind of carny shit via like content houses? Isn't this jackass? Yeah. Like, but like, where where is the TikTok traveling circus? I guess is what I'm oh, asking. Oh, I see. Of dads? Yeah, of yeah. dads. Dad circus. <laughs> Well, step one, we got to get into the beers. Yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, step dad. Two. Da- <laughs> Stupid dad TikTok. We'll call it like thick talk. <laughs> Instead of taming lions, it'd just be like big dogs. That's it. Look, these dogs love me. I can ride a horse. Have you ever before? No. <laughs> I would like to read another short one here. In an attempt to follow a sea turtle, my dad flipped a sailboat with me, age seven, and my brother, age five, about a mile offshore. (laughs) We'll never forget the look of embarrassment on my dad's face, being rescued by dudes on jet skis, which, as a dad who liked sailing, he naturally hated. Mm, Thank you, Devin. Good. Good. I love the notion of having natural enemies. (laughs) Dad learns a a powerful lesson about uh, tolerance and inclusion and uh, the the dangers of uh, of looking down on others. This Devin, is a great I, moral lesson. Devin, I'd like to thank you for uh, you have conveyed all the emotion and uh, literary meaning of the old man in the sea in much shorter form. Fuck, fucker, so in a seeming way. We don't need. This we don't need our so much better. <laughs> hey, server, let's play a. Let's keep the short ones rolling. Let's play. A, uh, let's play Matt from Nevada. Seven seven five. Hi, Fullcast. I'll save the whole story for the next wedding disaster episode, but last week at my wedding, my Canadian cousin tried to score a blow from two guys from Sacramento in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> End of voicemail. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that his first instinct wasn't incorrect, though. Yeah, I gotta buy some blow. Who here's from Sacktown? You guys, you guys don't get some. I'm not think, I'm not saying it was wrong. I would like to share the story of an important phrase. Uh oh. Oh no. <clears throat> this is from Jeremy Pierce. In high school, we were coming back from the beach somewhere in South Carolina or South Georgia. I like that these two are interchangeable because are. he's correct. Yeah. When I heard my dad say, "Uh oh," my dad was a traveling salesman, so he liked to take back roads for some reason. He because his license was expired. Oh. He, he also always carried a roll of toilet paper for moments like these. We are in the middle of nowhere, and he's searching for any port in a storm. He needs he to meet airport dad is what he needs to do. <laughs> hey, airport he dad, what are you doing? Let go, let go and let God. Yeah. He used to just go ahead, chuck them drawers somewhere on what. That's why you drive on the back roads. You can just let those drawers Wait, fly. Are all those let go and let God signs in, in Kirkland's about shitting yourself? Yes, yes. correct. I like them so much more now. That is. He finds a school and decides to go behind the dumpsters. (laughs) The place is deserted, so he scampers behind it. All of a sudden, we start hearing a low rumble that is going louder. (laughs) I I bet you did. Uh, The school is kind of hidden in a bowl with hills on all sides. I'm looking at the hill behind the dumpster when I see a gang of rough riders on dirt bikes and three wheelers. <laughs> they crash into they about crash into each other when they see my dad pooping and he's just <laughs> waving at them like an idiot. DMX Wait, is waving, stunned! Not them. 
I told you to stop and drop, but not like that. Open I would up. like you to close Open shop. Up. Open up shop. <laughs> that is not how Rough Riders roll. How do Rough Riders roll on two ply? <laughs> there are so many things I enjoy about this, but one, the dumpsters, because he's like, well, I can't find waste receptacle for human. <laughs> But I will approximate it by pooping as close to waste object yeah, as the, I can. The, the intent matters here. Right, right, yeah. Right. This is the close enough they will, for government work. They will, whoever discovers my shit will know what I meant. Right, like, oh, well, that was a thoughtful random poop. <laughs> Thank the you. The dumpster will, will mask my scent. They'll, they'll <laughs> never even know I was here. The predators will not find me. I have a question for Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, if you're able to consult with your father... How many times did he shit himself at work before he started carrying the toilet paper? Because that's not a rookie move. Mm -mm, no, he's done this before. What taught him to carry the toilet paper with him? Please Additionally, let us know. A reminder that the appearance of a gang on ATVs and three wheelers might happen at any time in America. You could be doing anything, and it could be interrupted by rough riders on three wheelers. We should be so or lucky. Or ATVs. I'll take one. This one begins, oh, you know why I picked this one. Thank you, Tyler, in <laughs> Chicago. Like I think all probably good disasters should, at the China Knife Bazaar in <laughs> And this was about 25 years ago. Oh, this is peak China Knife Bazaar years. This is Peace Frog China Knife Bazaar years. My stepbrother and I were about 12, and my mom sensibly said no when I asked her if she would buy me a throwing star in the shape of a playing card. But my stepdad said yes when his son asked if he would buy him a blowgun. So that was the beginning of the week. A blowgun. Yes. <laughs> the thing that only shoots darts. Correct. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler in Chicago. It helps you build lung capacity. I don't see the problem here. <laughs> The thing that if you actually use on somebody, because I have seen this, because I, I was in Boy Scouts, and naturally in Boy Scouts, it's when you order everything or buy everything out of the China Knife Bazaar style economy, i.e. that is when you get uh, giant Rambo survival knives in the hands of 11-year-olds who go, ooh, it's got gunpowder in the handle and you can light it with these matches that never get wet. This like, is actually the point of Boy Scouts, yeah. Yeah, that is the point of Boy Scouts. Or a grappling hook. I will tell you, I... I Where did you get a grappling hook? We had a, uh, somebody brought a grappling hook and it's a great way to find out which limbs are dead on trees because they start <laughs> falling on you when your friends start wildly throwing a grappling hook they can barely heft eight feet in the air at pine trees. Um, but that is not what I was going for. Um, the whole thing with the China Knife Bazaar... Um, is that you can buy all of this crap there. And at one point, I did have somebody in my Boy Scout troop buy a blowgun, and it, come, it came with little darts. Remember, at one time, we sold darts to children. That was just something that Americans did. And did it happily. Like, there you go. Have some fun, youngster, with this blowgun and these darts that fit inside it. And I saw my friend go, and shoot a dart out of a blowgun at another friend of mine and it hit him in the neck <laughs> that's perfect you're supposed to go yeah that's, no, that's where, was, no that's, like a part of me was like I, I, oh you i've seen movies and that's where darts go mm -hmm. you're yeah. actually a ninja but here's the thing if it's not if it's not laced with poison frog you it's know toxin 
right? If it's not laden with curare, it's just a tiny little dart in the side of someone's neck. Yeah. yeah. So the kid's like, oh my god, did you just shoot a dart into my neck? And we're like, fuck yeah, he did. Why are you asking? What an obvious question. And, and I know that. If you wonder where, if you wonder why I am the way I am, everyone started laughing hysterically. Not like ah, I have a dart in my neck, but like oh, dude, you just did it. Yeah, I never really thought about this. And the neck is a the neck is a fairly like large target as areas on the human body go. But Mm -hmm. man, how many like stuntmen over the years do you think got caught darts in the ear? (laughs) God damn it! Suck, man. <laughs> think about the scoutmaster though. Who so has I was to just walk thinking in. about how a dart in the neck wouldn't really hurt that bad, and then I was like, "Oh God, your ear cartilage is all right there." F- like five or six people saw this before we patched the dude up, and, <laughs> and the scoutmaster, you could tell, was kind of like, "Well, one, I can't believe you guys actually did this, and two, that is so cool that you actually <laughs> did this." <sighs> oh, let's play a voicemail, Michael in Lexington, eight five nine. Good morning, Fullcast. Uh, Michael in Lexington with a dad disaster. Uh, we took a family trip when I was 10 years old to Disney World. Uh, my mom, dad, myself, and my sister. Uh, Seven-day trip. Uh, on the third day, we went to the water park. And my dad did a great job of sunscreening up with the exception of the tops of his feet. The next day, oh, we woke God. up and my dad had second-degree burns on the tops of his feet. They were so burnt that he could barely walk, much less put on shoes. So for the rest of the trip, my dad stayed on the couch in the hotel room uh, while my mom and sister and I went to the various parks. Um, Now that I have gotten older and I have a family and a son and we've all gone to Disney World, I honestly think, and I've never asked him, but I think I'm going to, did he sacrifice the tops of his feet in order to get a couple of days of just sitting on the couch with no one around? Yeah. Because I gotta say, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him if he did. I mean, three days on a couch watching TV with no with the wife and kids gone, while my mom stands in various lines for hours at a time uh, at the at the parks in Disney World. That's not bad. I mean, that's that's kind of a decent trade-off, right? <laughs> it's just diarrhea is so much easier to fake. You know? In a hotel room? Sure! Alright. Well, you, you're going to dump in water in the toilet once yeah, they get like, suspicious? Like, who's who's coming in there to be like, wait, 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 wait I want a little... CSI is going to investigate uh, here this listen, so-called asking, diarrhea. If it's, if it's day three on a Disney trip, mm-hmm. I might be going in that bathroom, being like, show your work. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, th- this feels like the sort of trip where if someone says, oh, I have an illness, then it's, uh, oh, how sad. Are you sure you can't go with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm real sick. Oh, that's too bad. I really wish you could. No, I, 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 it's, I'm. Oh, it's awful. And and everyone believes you because who would make up a lie that would get you out of having to go to Disney? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I sure would. But <laughs> so I think the design itself gives the dad too much credit because I think one of the truest 
episodes about fatherhood of television I've ever seen was Bob's Burgers, where he becomes trapped in the walls when his in-laws are in town and then just decides to nap and stay there because it's quiet. He's like, yeah, I'm trapped. Hold on. And just he won't come out because it's so nice in there. A man from Kentucky going with no sunscreen on his feet uh, in open-toed shoes to Disney World makes total sense to me. But then realizing the boon he has been handed by the universe also makes sense to me. Because I think on day two, he really began to go, hey, you know, these little soaps look like Mickey here in the hotel room. That's cute. Hey, they got ESPN. They got This button brings pizza to the room? Yeah, that's what was happening. That feels the, emotionally true, if not funny. Yeah. The, the best part is... So because he had so adequately sunscreened, sunscreened everything else, he must have looked like he was one of Santa's fucking elves or something. <laughs> yes, point. So if this dad did actually <clears throat> want to go back to the parks, we heard the solution last week, which is the modified Air Monarchs. Oh, wow. <laughs> Beach shoes! He, he could have simply uh, slipped those over his... his Past his wound, mm-hmm. sunscreened up the uh, the part that was falling off of his bones, and then stood in line for 11 hours. <laughs> As usual, the problem here is insufficient application of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom, by the way, scoping every single pe- like pair of dad feet the rest of that day going, well, his feet look awfully pink. He's soldiering through and spending time with his family. Yeah, we're not, were y'all not staying at a hotel with a pool? Because that's what would have happened at our house. Exactly. Why don't you put your feet in the pool, honey? Cool them, cool off, them off and then mm-hmm. get back to work. Just just I'm chuck a bottle just chuck a bottle of aloe. I'm not taking these kids dizzy by my fucking self. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> just stomping on his feet. Get moving. <laughs> this is two hundred and forty two dollars a night. <laughs> my brother punched a wall in our hotel room at Disney one time and that didn't stop shit. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing can stop it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the part that makes me doubt that this is intentional because no dad would be like, I've already shelled out this money and now I will Mm-mm. go on the, the disabled list just to watch TV. Like, no. But oh, as no. but as a dad, you would I could see a way where it would feel worth it to him f- to get that peace and quiet. You would think that so. Would be worth the cost. But then remember recumbent bike dad. Recumbent bike dad could have just said, This is some yeah. cost. Let's have a nice trip to Germany where towns aren't staring at us. I think I think the difference yeah. is I guess recumbent, this depends on the, dad type. The difference yeah. is recumbent bike dad thought that shit was awesome. <laughs> Spending <laughs> no. time with my yeah. son, getting the boy in shape, look at all the locals <laughs> impressed by us. American ingenuity. Just we are like being look at these <laughs> look at these lazy Germans <laughs> sitting around having picnics watching American muscle roar past. <laughs> look this at dad, this reclining if- idiot with his celibate son <laughs> trying to get him to see the world of sexuality by putting him outdoors, getting him fit. Finally got the boy doing something besides playing his PlayStation. We're having a great time, me and my son. Hello, I am from Deutsche TV. We would like to interview your sexless son. <laughs> your son who will never hit. Well, never, hold on. Once. Ho- hold on. I'm sexless too. Why don't you interview yeah. both of us? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I got a... Uh... I got another voicemail in here that just says pastor versus hornets in all caps. Yep. Cerber, do you want to play 859? Dad, disaster time. So, when I was about five or six in rural North Carolina, my dad 
may he rest in peace, uh, who was a good man, and he tried hard, and he was the pastor of a small rural church in North Carolina, and when you're the pastor of rural churches like that, you tend to do pretty much everything, because there was nobody else to do it except him. No secretary, very little janitorial services, all that fun stuff. And so one day, on the church property, there was a massive hornet's nest. I'm talking the size of, like, a big green egg hornet's nest, hanging down (laughs) over where some of the kids play. And so Dad got the idea that he was going to, quote, unquote, take care of it. And the way he took care of it was he took me and my older brother. Uh, Mom was at work when this happened, mind you. Uh, And he (laughs) took his car rammed it into the bee's nest. Like, that's how big it was. It was heavy enough to weigh a branch down. Rammed it into the bee's nest. And there were thousands of bees swarming everywhere. And Dad said, quote, I'm glad we had the windows rolled up, unquote. And my older brother said, Dad, what are we going to do now? He said, we're going to drive really fast down the road to get all the bees off. And we proceeded to go about 80 down this two-lane road back and forth in rural North Carolina, and it didn't work. And we said, Dad, what are we going to do now? And Dad said, I've got it under control. And so we proceeded to go to a car wash that was not a driving car wash. I knew it! I knew it! Car washes to have, like, a big spray gun. He frantically got out, told us to stay in the car, threw change into the machine, and power washed the bee's nest off leaving the carcass of a bee's nest with still thousands of angry bees flying around it for the next patron of that car wash. And as we drove home, Dad triumphantly looked out the window and said, I told you I'd take care of that nest. God, Dad's just just hate pests. Dad's just hate pests with a fiery passion. Snakes, bugs... Critters of all I'm sorts. Going, I'm going. So, thank God I got this King Ranch F-150 lifted, <laughs> so that this and the power of Jesus Christ could ram these bees, these damn hornets no, out of I my don't life. Know, man, this sounds like a Celica. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like something that was a little bit more than that engine could chew. I uh, hope this was mom's car. I hope this was mom's car. <laughs> I, 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 hey, honey, we washed your car. <laughs> I was picturing small car the entire time. I'm yeah. not sure why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because he, he mentioned that it had to get a it had to weigh a branch down to where it was hovering in car length. When I was listening to this the first time, I thought, well, you can tell this is a past. This is a man of God because he he made his kids stay in the car and not uh, get out and help beat the bees off the mm-hmm. uh, off the. You punch those. And bees. then I got to the part where he just left the carcass of the hornet's nest. Well, that's somebody else's bird. <laughs> free free bees nest hey, free with bee. car wash. Yeah, yep. Listen. God has a plan, and it's mysterious enough that it somehow includes me hitting a, 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 a wasp nest with my car and leaving it at a gas station. Yeah, it sounds J- like Jason, some, this some is shit your where you're, what's What's the it, guidance here? It, it sounds like some shit where um, pastors just assuming the next person who uses this stall at the car wash is going to come upon the bee's nest and think, a sign. This is like a parable Jesus hasn't thought all the way through. Yeah, this is when he's, he's he's really freestyling and spitballing, and like this is the one where the disciples are like, I don't get it, boss. And he's like, fine, me, me, me neither. Uh, a rich, the rich man is the hornets. That's what it is. That's that's a really good way to uh, just boy. If you if you want to if there's anything in the gospel you don't understand, just assume it's about how rich people suck, and you're probably right. Yeah. Thou shalt not stickers. have hornets of great abundance without a 
High speed back roads chase to the car wash of atonement. <laughs> this is the one where the disciples were like, I don't think Jesus ate lunch today. <laughs> just, and just like those hordes, God will power wash away your sins. Leave them for someone else to pick up. Jesus, who runs the car wash. That's who does it. I would like to share a story, um, another hurricane story, because nothing beats extreme weather plus dads. There's no height or weight cited so on this stupid. father. Yes, this is from Chris Marciano. Hurricane Bertha, 96. Our old StarCraft pop-up camper promptly turned into a parasail once the winds ramped up. Nothing like waking up to the entire camper airborne and being suspended mid-air in, mid in your sleeping bag because your dad, and I quote, paid good money to camp here, unquote. Mm -hmm. That is the relatable kind of dad. Even though yeah. you're, at that point you're camping above here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's uh, not a closer to the stars. Can't see stars at home, can you? You, uh, you, you, said, you said you wanted to fly here. Well... All right, I would like to take one. Um, let's do this one from Kevin. New Year's Eve, early 1980s, Colorado. Dad had some, this is an important phrase, <laughs> perfectly good sparklers that had been in the garage since 4th of July. Oh, brother. <laughs> Dad found it annoying to light the sparklers one at a time because one would go out as soon as he got the next one lit. So Dad held them all in a bunch and lit the entire bundle. I was four or five at the time, and my only clear memory of the night is Dad's hand and arm instantly igniting, because apparently the months-old sparklers had deteriorated, deteriorated, so his hand and arm were covered with sparkler dust or possibly just black powder. Thankfully, there was a snowbank right there, and he was able to shove his flaming hand into it. He was wearing gloves and a coat, but he still had to spend the night in the ER. Um... So Happy New Year. When he said, Oh, those are made of those are made of black powder. No, that's not black powder. What that is is magnesium. Yeah. That's it's, magnesium. That's the stuff they make flash paper out of. Yeah. That's I, the stuff all over your arm when you light a bunch of old sparklers. I've done this, and that old sparkler dust will like turn your hand into bacon fast. So it burns so, fast, but it burns very, very hot. Mm -hmm. So I, I we got a lot of fireworks submissions in this in this call i i am very partial to sparklers disasters because sparklers are like the okay this is safe for almost anybody firework this is the one that doesn't explode and doesn't go shooting off somewhere to have a sparkler disaster really requires a commitment to dumbassery that mm -hmm. i think needs to be celebrated and acknowledged like, anybody can fuck shit up with a Roman candle or a bunch of bottle rockets. But if you ruined your New Year's Eve because you were impatient with sparklers, like, chef's kiss to you. That's great, Dad. Yeah, sparklers, by the way, like, low-key, extremely intense firework for what it is. It burns at, 18, at 1,800 degrees. Because, again... It's magnesium. Magnesium was the thing that that car at the Le Mans disaster was made of, which is why it started burning and incinerating like to dust in midair. Yeah. This is good because this is going to come out just long enough before 4th of July that nobody will take any of this advice when it's fireworks. No, none. <laughs> I have three boxes of fireworks on my kitchen table right now that are labeled Live, Laugh, Love. Um. <laughs> No, they came like that. I didn't label them. Ryan, can I make a request? Yeah, oh, please. Okay. I just wanted... There's one 
quick shorty right after that is labeled you that has one of my favorite dumbass dad moments from this sure. entire caper. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. This is from Susan. Um, Holly, I'm going to need your help here because I don't, my friend, I think your French is going to be better than mine. Mm -hmm. um, my dad kept blazing past stop signs in Montreal until I had to tell him what A-R-R-E-T pronounced, what are, what are we saying that is? So the full form of the verb you're looking for here is arrête, which yeah. means uh, to stop. Uh-huh, yep. Okay. I had to tell him what that meant in English. I was a week away from turning 11, and I have never taken a French class. Now, this is the <laughs> important thing, and I would encourage any listener to pause the podcast and go ahead and Google image this. Just put up R A R R E T. I promise it's worth it. Sign, and just put in Quebec, and it will immediately pop up. And <laughs> there we go. <laughs> truly, truly an inscrutable, an inscrutable piece of roadside. Um, uh, I know that Quebec has recently taken steps to fortify De and De remove, remove stuff. Right, right. But in some parts, look in the chat. I've pasted it. In some parts of Canada, you even have signs that look like this. Yes, yes. You that say stop mm -hmm. beneath where it says arrête. This is this is the most stop signy sign you could possibly have so yeah. so much so that if it meant anything else other than stop you could successfully sue for fraud so for a dad to be like well we're in canada and i don't speak the language therefore this must not be a stop sign is just oh my god i because what are you telling the cop at that point i don't speak french the do only you speak, way it could be. Do you speak shapes? Do you speak red octagon? <laughs> I'm shape blind. I have I have octagon blindness. I'm, I'm, all, I'm married. I'm married a Taurus for a while. All polygons look the same to me. I have a natural fear of rectangles. You could not be clear on this, like as a French stop sign, unless it said "le stop." <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the kind of thing that you would use in Looney Tunes, and even Wiley yeah. Coyote yeah. would understand. This means yeah. stop. Fuck. Um, let's take uh, another instructions related moment and play uh, Jake from Knoxville eight four three. Full cast. Jake in Knoxville. Holly, just for you. My dad played at Tennessee. Didn't learn any life skills. Got custody of me when I was eight. Didn't know how to be a father. I got sick one day. NyQuil. He thought NyQuil was the answer to everything. And in his mind, because Tennessee taught him that more practice equals more better football, or NyQuil equals more better meat. All right, I'm eight, maybe nine. He gives me a half bottle of NyQuil, thinking, well, if I give him oh. more medicine, he'll get better faster. I swear to you. That's how it works I in video games. 23 mm -hmm. and a half straight hours. I am 31, and I still remember that I hallucinated that night. He had to shake me to make sure I, to make sure I was still breathing. From that point That's on, fun. and I'm telling you, I was nine. I dosed my own medicine. I still don't let anybody take my medicine. Look at it. Tell me what dose I need. Except the doctor. Anyways, uh, love the show. 
Right now I'm staring at everybody's favorite wig uh, storage container. Peace. So I have a couple the things bottom? here. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. <laughs> M- most... Look, I'm not saying that the apple fell down right next to the trunk of this tree, but the degree to which Jake here is proud of not letting anyone but a doctor tell him what kind of medicine to take. You know you know what? Never mind. Now that I've said it out loud in today's society, thank you for not taking medical advice from a podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jake. So Good call. The bottle comes with a cap. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and the cap has different measurements on it. And none of those measurements is sure does. half a bottle. Nope. Dads really lack in, in using <laughs> context clues to their advantage sometimes. <laughs> this is, you know like, what? I, I picture bet this dad, dad at one point pulling, pulling out like that red plastic cup you get at like a pizza parlor, filling it with ice and being like, yeah, it looks right. That looks like a child servant of NyQuil right there. Here you go, slugger. I bet this this at one point this father was in the military because it is a not uncommon military solution for any illness to just drink an entire bottle of NyQuil and go to bed until you feel better. <laughs> like, don't tell anybody. Don't go to the infirmary. Don't put it on the record. Just drink a whole bottle of NyQuil and it'll cure what ails you or you will be too sleepy to be roused and thus medically ruled out for whatever's happening the next day so so in my house this was vapor rub and ginger ale did you guys have anything that was just applied as medicine to everything try a minute oh god try a minute yeah uh, try a minute it, it try a minute was what my parents gave us saltines to make sure you're really saltines sick that shit tasted so nasty i think we got saltines and sprite was our our routine yeah saltines are medicine yeah yeah, we got we got triaminic. We got. Um, I definitely remember having vapor rub put on cuts. I do remember. Wow. <laughs> Listen, that that means it's medicine. I do remember though. I remember thinking when I was hearing this, I was like, he probably looked at a kid, like a little kid, and goes, "That's about half a troop, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's half a troop in my house, so I'll just give it half a troop's dose." At what? At what hour are you saying like, ah, oh, fuck! I have to take this kid to the hospital because he won't fucking wake up? Because yeah, let's talk is about shaking as a let's talk about shaking as a mechanism for making sure there's breathing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think at that point he'd realized he had done something very very stupid. I have you know when you give medication to a kid, it's a terrifying thing, even if you have a measurement, yes. because you're constantly thinking. What if I give this kid one ounce too much and they explode? Yep. Good thing. The good news is, for the most part, medicine's not made like that because yeah, the the companies know that we're like this. Thanks, Nyquil. You can, you can trust Big Pharma. That's the shutdown full cast yes. promise. Trust Big Pharma. I'm going to share Josh's story. Uh, he includes Go Gators, and I heartily endorse that. Given the subject matter here, I was about ten years old and sitting on the couch watching TV. All of a sudden, I had an intense coughing fit. From the other room, I heard my mom yell, I can't breathe! My dad had decided he needed to test the effective range of the bear spray he bought for our upcoming upcoming trip to Yellowstone. He sprayed it in the backyard at what he believed was a safe distance from the house. But we learned that day that no such thing exists. <laughs> just out what there, is, what just airing this? it out. 
how do you test bear spray without a bear? Like, I don't understand what happened here at all. I think all. we just found out, Ryan. You just uncork it so. in your backyard and see who starts choking. Like, was he just making sure that it would come out of the can? Um, I guess, yes, I guess that must be it. Right. Yeah, which means that he had taken the safety ring out uh-huh. and was then going to put it back into a bag to transport in some kind of closed transportation. That's right. What Some is, sort of closed circuit transportation. What does aerosol cans? I, I don't know what they say about uh, aerosol cans oh, full of oh, bear this spray. Feel, I'm this imagining feels, specifically it's pretty this, bad. I'm going to go ahead and predict that this was a road trip with a mm. partially opened can of bear spray. Yeah. So actually, I think this is probably given this dad's safety approach to safety this was probably the best possible outcome because then it was only wafting in from the outside as opposed to what was mm -hmm. eventually going to happen which is going off in the family truckster while they were on the mm. way out to yellowstone yeah. and incapacitating the entire family while they were at speed well i rolled down the windows why are you yelling <laughs> i've done worse after Nowhere a couple of crystals honey Nowhere on the can does it say do not open in car. Says it right there, actually. <laughs> well, I didn't see that. It's so small. Hey, uh, Ryan, can I make a request from you? Yes, please. Can you steal one more from Spencer? Because there's there's uh, Nick here at line 21 in the Google Doc. Oh, sent Nick, in something yeah. that I believe he meant to send in to Hand in the Dirt, our sister show. Uh, uh, via sure. via cousin server here, but I I would really like to hear this this one here in in your in your timber. This is one that I really Nick. This speaks to me in a really like I am trying to figure out what the fuck to do kind of way. So I get it. Uh, Nick says my two year old started a sleep regression, fresh hell, uh, and a fresh round of anxiety disorder as well as my wife went on a three day business trip. On night one, she refused to let me close the blinds so she could stare out at our sidewalk and howl to try to will her mother home. This was after my wife FaceTimed to prove she was in a hotel room 1,600 miles away. Pro tip, don't FaceTime your small children while you're away. Like, it doesn't help. It actually makes it worse. Just, like, out of sight, out of mind. Desperate, I asked my daughter if she wanted to watch a loop of a guy making brisket on an Instagram account recommended by <laughs> Felder on Hand in the Dirt. I, I don't know, and, and Server, maybe you can help me out here. I'm assuming Felder did not recommend this as, hey, here's a fun thing for your kids, but maybe he did. No, nah, he would have said, like, Jaws or Jurassic Park for a two-year-old would be sure, good. Sure, sure, because he's, he's an awesome dad. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah. She agreed, and she fell asleep happily. My daughter now refuses to go to sleep without watching <laughs> charitably 30 minutes to an hour of outdoor cooking videos, <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. calling for me to watch them with her in the middle of the night. My wife has declined to participate in this bedtime activity. The other night, despite being on Little Kid Melatonin, my daughter kept waking up to sleepily yell for poor man's burnt ends and once, <laughs> baby needs to grill. <laughs> <laughs> When we say ladies is uncles too, here is an uncle in the making in the form of your daughter. Man. Oh. Baby, baby needs to grow! Baby needs to grow! <laughs> I, think, I think the perfect cap to this would be, and Nick, I hope this is true, if this child doesn't even like to eat barbecued meat, it's like, oh, disgusting, I just want mac and cheese. 
Ryan, I thought of this because what was the what was the Barefoot Contessa episode that was the only thing your daughter would watch for a while to take a nap? Pr- uh, it was a dessert episode that included prunes and Armagnac. There we go. A dessert no child would actually want, but uh, yeah, she loved it. Oh, um, okay. We got a couple more voicemails. Cerber, this one is um, this one is short and a little confusing, but eight two eight we wanted to include here because it sounds like a listener called in with a disaster in progress. So while listening to the return of the forecast today, I have been uh, taking a BB gun to a hornet's nest that's at the peak of the second, uh, in the top of my house anyway, second floor. And, uh, but yeah, that's fine. You got to be quick on your feet though, because they can be dive bombers so, so far. Uh, I'm untouched and have perforated a hornet's nest. And, uh, but we're going to keep going. Thank you. So we didn't have a follow-up message from this. Uh, we don't have a name. R.I.P. Uh, Matt in 828, just check back in when you get a minute. Let us know you're all right. <laughs> or not. Or not, yeah. If you are a relative of Matt's, an update, that would be nice. I'm going to take us out with this. And it involves my favorite thing, which is my dad seeing an absurd idea and deciding he needed a bigger version of that absurd idea. This is from Brett. And, uh, yeah, you'll see. After seeing an air cannon made of PVC pipes and valves at the engineering open house of his alma mater, go state! My dad, himself an engineer, decided he could build a similar, and I'm sure in his mind better, air cannon himself. So the next day, we went to Home Depot and got all the necessary pipes and valves and came back home and proceeded to build a larger version of the cannon that we saw yesterday. That larger is in all caps with two asterisks on the side. I assume that means by several, several exponential degrees of larger. Fortunately for everyone involved, Dad had the good foresight right before we were about to take it out for its maiden firing to take it outside and test it first and make sure everything was working properly. He told me to stay inside the garage and tied a cord to the trigger so he could be standing five to six feet away when he fired it. He later said he did this because, and I quote, I thought to myself, what would they do on Mythbusters? He pulls the cord and the whole thing blows up, sending a shower of various sized PVC shards into the air and through the yard. Notable pieces included the six inch by three foot long air chamber that landed on the roof of the shop 10 feet away and the one one inch by one inch piece of pvc that lodged in his forearm (laughs) that by some miracle didn't need stitches and that he was able to remove himself that's no miracle he probably needed stitches Uh, yeah 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 he just didn't do it yeah it turns out that we'd overlooked what type of pvc we had selected instead of getting pressure rated pvc instead we had built the whole cannon out of plumbing pvc which it turns out can't handle the pressure that we loaded our cans uh, you know, we're all learning things. Yeah. Some of us the hard way. So instead of a cannon, my dad had accidentally built a PVC pipe bomb. Thank you, Brett. I'm going to steal one more from you. Okay. Before we, we play our final voicemail here. Because it's got oh, it's got just a beautiful kicker. It's got all of our favorite animals. It's got pyrotechnics, animals, yards, dads. From Jacob. 
when I was younger, eight or nine, our backyard had a problem with moles. My dad decided smoke bombs were the best method of pest removal. Only in true dad fashion, the instructions were outright ignored. The key mistakes were underestimating the number of openings we should block up in their vast tunnel <laughs> network and overestimating the number of smoke bombs needed to be lit. This resulted in smoke billowing out of 20 different holes in a half acre yard. The fire department came and the moles survived. Oh, I should mention my dad is a firefighter. <laughs> but not a smoke fighter. <laughs> yeah, that, not a mole fighter. No, not a mole fighter. He's, he's not animal control here. <laughs> I don't see any problems. That moment, more than any other, is where I want to walk up and be the stereotypical neighbor with my thumbs and my belt loops and be like, Hey, what you got going on, Frank? Once again, I'm imagining the mom. And she's like, Hey, hon- hey honey, here's my friends from work. <laughs> I'm getting, I need the big promotion. We need to impress the boss. Yard full of smoking hell. All right. We're going to take us out on a gentle note. Uh, Cerber, could you play Sean from Somerville 716 for our, our final thoughts today? Hey, y'all. This is Sean Collin from beautiful Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, there's a pretty big category of dad disasters that comes from dads being totally unprepared for their kids to come out. So for anyone that's happened to, sending love this Pride Month, be gay, be trans, and do crimes.